Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the underground. The Steel City Underground. The black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host. Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cheat Sheet edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma. Just a uh, little programming note or reminder, this is our quick hit, fast fact type show uh, just to kind of get you some of the updates on the injury reports, where to maybe watch, listen, or otherwise see and follow the Steelers and Bengals game this upcoming Sunday as the three and six Pittsburgh Steelers play host at Acrisure Stadium to the five and four Cincinnati Bengals. And one of the biggest storylines, of course, heading into this game is the, the injury. So we're going to dive right into the injury report uh, just at this moment. Mika Fitzpatrick looks like he's going to be a go on Sunday. Uh, just, uh, you know, a little over a week. That was last Saturday where he quote said to the beat reporters this week, a little bit of the bubble guts. So we talk about a little bit about how these injuries may or may not impact the Steelers and the Bengals in our pregame show. So just again, a programming note, uh, this is just your quick update. It's a supplement to the pregame show that already aired yesterday. So go check that out as we go to dive headfirst here into the injury report. And as mentioned, uh, Micah Fitzpatrick, a few names down if you happen to be seeing our video version of this podcast. And he was uh, DMP on Wednesday, but full participant each of the last two days and expected to play uh, after the appendicitis, the appendectomy. Just uh, just really crazy for me to think of how much some of these guys were warriors. Najee Harris was on this um, report earlier with the knee, uh, but he was a full participant in each of the three days of practice this week. Akella Witherspoon is the only player currently Ruled out of this game. He did not practice at all this week. Still trying to recover from what I think was a tweaked hamstring injury. Uh, going back several games. What was that with the Eagles game? I do believe uh, where he did just returned. Hamstrings are such a funny, funny thing. Uh, I absolutely hate them. And in, in combination with back injuries, like my least favorite injuries. And if you got one of those two things going on, it usually doesn't bode well in your recovery if you don't get enough time and enough rest. So uh, hopefully Akello can get uh, can get some rest and get back out there soon. But just looks like something had uh, been re-aggravated there. Marcus Allen was uh, an early DMP on Wednesday with an illness. 
but he was a full participant in each of the next two practices. Micah Fitzpatrick was already mentioned with the same. Devin Bush and Trent Scott both were on this report, but full participants with Thursday and Friday's practices. TJ Watt was listed here. He got a Thursday veteran day of rest. Larry Ogajobi and Kevin Dotson to almost round out this entire list because Cam Hayward also got the veteran treatment. Larry O and Dotson both did not practice Wednesday, limited Thursday, full participant Friday. They do not have any type of specified game status, as does any of the other players other than Akello Witherspoon, and we'll continue to monitor the Marvin Leal and what his progress may be, and if he happens to be activated uh, to return, he's within the 21-day window currently um, designated to come back by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So now we're going to scroll down a little bit, take a look at the Cincinnati Bengals, as we guessed already, Jamar Chase, wide receiver was not put on injured reserve by the Bengals. And I thought they were probably thinking they were going to get him back a little sooner, but his hip injury still continues to keep him out. He did not practice all week and has already been ruled out for this game as has Josh Tupo, uh, who had been playing in place of DJ reader, who is expected to return from injured reserve and play for the Bengals for the first time since going out uh, in week three. So he's being activated from injured reserve is or so it would appear and is a go for Sunday. Lyle Collins got a day of rest in the middle of all of this. Chris Evans and Trey Flowers uh, show up on the list is limited all week and questionable for this game. Trey Flowers, important to note here because Eli Apple at the bottom of this list popped up on the uh, injury report here on Friday with a calf and limited so Eli is one of the two starters right now. Chidobia Uwuzier uh, already on injured reserve, and they had Cam Taylor Britt playing in his place. Trey Flowers is a reserve for or listed as the reserve corner in place of both of those players. Mike Hilton, however, um, he had a surgery on his hand or finger. He was listed here as a full participant all week. He's kind of been, again, I don't know who people create these stories or if it's something that was directly attributed to something the player said, but, you know, Hilton's a former Steeler and always sounds like he's, like, geared up, like geared up for these games. I don't know if it's, like, revenge games or something like that. Uh, I thought the Steelers handled his situation pretty well. Everybody tends to forget that they had, like, 30, 40 million in the hole with the salary cap last year and just couldn't resign a whole bunch of players. Although, uh, as much as I loved Hilton when he was here, wasn't at the top of my list. So, a little extra banter there for you as I pound the rest of these out. Dax Hill, first round draft pick, defensive back, uh, used in a lot of situations, mostly a safety, dimebacker type role. He was not a participant in practice all week with a shoulder injury and has been ruled out as well. Deontay Smith, offensive tackle, showed up on Thursday with an illness. And he was a full participant on Friday. Stanley Morgan, reserve wide receiver. Personal matters did not practice Thursday and Friday, and that kind of does it for everyone here. So the big, uh, the big ones are Jamar Chase is out. Uh, that's very considerable, and DJ Reader coming back, his reserve player, the guy who's been playing in his place, Josh Tupo, also out, and Dax Hill. Those are the big ones on the side for the Cincinnati Bengals. A little more kind of banged up, I would think, heading into this game than maybe the Steelers are currently, and. Uh, this is going to be a pretty big matchup. So you're looking at a game that's actually going to be played Sunday at 425 Eastern time. So this is a change 
a big a big change because this was supposed to be a Sunday night football game and it's no longer a Sunday night football game. So make sure you mark your calendars and make note of one other one to kind of throw out here real quick. I forgot this was mentioned in the pregame show too, but I will mention that Drew Christman's going to probably be making his punting debut here in place of the long time veteran punter for the Bengals, uh, Kevin Huber. Had somebody uh, in the notes drop a, a quick comment to me as well about the color rush thing. And it's not necessarily required that both teams wear color rush at the same time. So just wanted to throw that out in case you didn't see that or somebody else was thinking the same. Uh, that could be uh, uh, prefaced with last night's game between the Titans who did not wear like their, you know, Tar Heel blue, full Tar Heel blue color rush jerseys against the Green Bay Packers who wore their, not a big fan of these, but the white jerseys, you know, the Bengals, at least, I mean, you take a look at their white jerseys. I mean, they're even wearing uh, their white helmets with uh, practice now too. Uh, those are actually kind of neat and they have some historical significance to them as well for that, for that franchise. So I could, I could get down with that. Uh, I know the Packers probably do as well. The Steelers have never worn an all white as a color rush, but they had in the late sixties, I believe with the black striped pants, those were pretty, I might've been mean Joe Green's, rookie season if i remember correctly those were pretty solid looking shirts and uh, pants with the combination there that'd be kind of neat to see the steelers maybe drag that out but the steelers will be in the black and gold color rush jerseys 425 once again not in the prime time they were probably thinking this was going to be a prime time deal where and uh put the color rush on deck there but that one's not going that it's not going to happen it's not going to be on sunday night football and that's kind of uh good for those of us who have to work monday morning right uh have to get up early get the kids on the bus and everything like that so a 425 game sunday once again this is at acrisure stadium pittsburgh with a capacity of 68,400, they were only about maybe just under 2,000 shy of uh, full capacity with standing room, by the way, at Acrisure last week against the Saints. But much colder weather expected, maybe about 30 degrees. Just it's going to be very frigid and cold. And as we know, the sun's going down about 530 now over there in western Pennsylvania. Natural grass surface. Of course, at Acrisure Stadium, the game will be broadcast on CBS. A lot of these games as of late have been Fox games because of the NFC opponents that are involved. Uh, you could also catch this game on Paramount Plus and NFL Plus if you are in these specific geographical regions that I am about to throw up on the screen. And there's is some throw up. Uh, the red is not the Steelers game in this one. <laughs> so uh, unless you're in Ohio, most of Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and portions of Kentucky, and then down in like Baton Rouge, Louisiana, this game will not be available to you over the good old fashioned rabbit ears. So keep that one in mind as you're making your plans this weekend to uh, maybe make some alternative plans. You may have to head to a bar or find some alternative means or methods to watch this particular game. Uh, it was really kind of, kind of odd um, when I was thinking about this because uh, I, I just kind of figured it was like this game, this game, this is like, this is still like a money game and it got bumped from Sunday night football. And what you're seeing now is it got bumped for chiefs chargers and the entire red section on the map is actually Dallas and Minnesota. And I understand the Vikings, uh, what, seven, eight wins team and Dallas, oh, America's team, always at 425 or whatever. And as you um, could probably guess, that's Jim Nance and Tony Romo with the call on that game. The Steelers, not so fortunate to get um, 
Nance and Rummel on this particular game. This one's going to be called by uh, Greg Gumbel, Adam Archuleta, and A.J. Ross as the field reporter on Steelers Radio Network. That will be Bill Hillgrove, of course, with Craig Wolfley. Your sideline analysis with Missy Matthews and Max Starks. The referee for this game is Brad Allen. The Steelers lead the all-time series against the Cincinnati Bengals, 68-38. to The last win, of course, coming on September 11th of this season, week one, when they won in Cincinnati, 23-20 to in overtime. The Steelers at home lead this uh, series 35-17. to The Bengals won last year. At September 26th, like three, two, three weeks into the season, by a margin of 24 to 10 on the on the road. Of course, the Steelers were the last victor, but they lead there too, 33 to 21. And in the postseason, the Steelers lead this uh, series between these two. It doesn't happen often between division rivals, but it is a two to nil lead with the Steelers. But the Bengals have won three of the last four. So keep that one in mind, that uh, one right now. So they would have won three straight heading into the week one game at home. Defending AFC champions just fresh off a of Super Bowl. They're probably out looking for revenge. The head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, who is 157, 91 and two in 16 seasons with the team. He is 23 and eight career against the Cincinnati Bengals. Zach Taylor is three and four against the Steelers, 21, 36 and one in his fourth year with the Bengals. Kind of surprising to see that though, like 21, 36 and one. He's still got quite the hill to climb here with a five and four team. Uh, leading the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, uh, let's take a look at this. Points for 15.6 to 25.3, so the Bengals are much more potent offense, putting up 361.8 yards of offense, about 50-ish more than the Steelers, 307.9. Steelers are led by Kenny Pickett, who's thrown for 1,161 yards, two touchdowns and eight interceptions, while Joe Burrow is thrown for a little over 2,500 yards, 18 touchdowns and six picks. He has a 102.6 QB rating on the season. Most of that coming after the first week or two of the year where the Bengals weren't playing uh, too hot. They had given up, geez, I want to say like something like, they've only given up like nine sacks or something like that over the last course of the few games. So that's off the top of my head. I was reading it actually somewhere else and I don't think I have it available to pull up right now, but uh, that was against the uh, Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. I'll get that official for you because you know my OCD will bug me on this one. So Joe Burrow was sacked 13 times uh, in those first two games against the Cowboys and the Steelers. They've gotten their act together a little bit better uh, heading into this game uh, after the last seven following those first two games. Burrow's been sacked 17 times, so 30 times on the season so far. However, uh, the great portion of those coming, especially when the Steelers had a healthy TJ Watt, which they do once again. So we'll see how uh, we'll see how the Bengals end up doing here. Of course, when the teams are in the positive for the turnover differential, they're both winning or leading franchises. And we take a look a little more at the head-to-head between the two coming up on Sunday and the uh, Steelers rank 31st in points scored with that 15.6 to the Bengals sixth in points scored on offense points allowed the Steelers are 20th to the Bengals 13th 
18th. Takeaway differential, the Steelers are minus two. The Bengals are a plus three currently. That's good for eighth in the National Football League. Pass and run. The Steelers are 24th and 22nd. The Bengals are 6th and 27th. They've been struggling to run the football, but are looking to get back-to-back uh, 100 rush yard games from Joe Mixon, who had one last week. Defensively, the Steelers are 30th against the pass, sixth against the run, whereas the Bengals are kind of in the middle with both at 12 against the pass and 17 defensively against r- running. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. They're led uh, Alex Highsmith, eight and a half sacks. Believe that leads the league again. Trey Hendrickson with four kind of put up there as a, a leader. I, I know Sam Hubbard's right behind him, either with four, three, three and a half, somewhere in that ballpark. Bon, Von Bell has four interceptions. Mika Fitzpatrick has three. In the kick game, Matt Wright, uh, two and two for point after attempts last week, two of four on field goals. Not exactly what you're hoping for in replacement of Chris Boswell. We mentioned that special teams could be important, of course, if Drew Grisman is making his punting debut. Or the Bengals could also be holding. We know that the long snapper position was a problem for the Bengals in week one since rectified, but Evan McPherson is 23 of 25 on extra point attempts and 11 of 15 on the year with field goals. But Evan McPherson is a, a tremendous kicker in his own right. Seems like the AFC North all around. Uh, tends to have pretty decent kickers, so we'll see what happens. Uh, rushing and receiving-wise, Steelers led by Najee Harris, uh, 460 yards, a 3.6 average with one rushing touchdown. Joe Mixon, 585 yards for a 3.9 average and six touchdowns on the ground. Deontay Johnson mentioned this on the pregame show. He has 47 receptions, which are the most without a touchdown reception among NFL receivers thus far this season. He has 435 yards where the Bengals, they are led by uh, T. Higgins now, 564 yards and three touchdowns on the year. Uh, we'll see how the Steelers end up coming out firing and what will end up happening as uh, we'll see if Deontay actually gets his first from maybe Kenny Pickett. Uh, who had total 250 yards last week. He had 199 pass yards and another 51 on the ground and a rushing touchdown. He leads all rookies with 1,161 pass yards and ranks tied third in rush TDs with three. Of course, Najee Harris had his season-high 99 yards last week, and he's had 70-plus scrimmage yards in three of his four home games this season. Jalen Warren had that uh, career-high 77 scrimmage yards as well last week, and he aims for his third in a row with 70-plus all-purpose yards. Uh, it's mentioning already Deontay Johnson. TJ Watt has uh, 15 sacks and 12 tackles for loss in his past seven at home, seven and a half sacks in his last seven games versus Cincinnati and is looking for his fifth in a row at home versus the Bengals with a sack. He has 33 sacks and 40 tackles for loss in 29 career games against AFC North opponents. That's pretty wild and crazy if you ask me as well. So it's good to see, uh, TJ Watt back out on the field, menacing opposing quarterbacks on the Bengals side. Uh, Joe Burrow completed 78.6% of his passes. Of course, the Bengals coming off a of bye week. I failed to mention that here, but uh, they did not play last week. Their previous game was against the Carolina Panthers. So Burrow completed 78.6% of his passes, 206 yards and had two touchdowns, one in the air, one on the ground, a 109.2 rating in week nine. 
Joe Mixon had 211 scrimmage yards and five touchdowns, four of those on the ground, one receiving in week nine as well. He was the sixth player in the Super Bowl era with 200-plus scrimmage yards and five touchdowns in a single game, which is pretty wild when you think about it. So hopefully the Steelers don't allow Mixon to uh, get, get on the loose there. Uh, it's going to be somebody you have to bottle up and contain or it could help open up uh, too much with this Bengals offense and some of the other players that uh, that are featured. Didn't mention Tyler Boyd yet, but he's another guy that's in this. He has a receiving touchdown two of his past three. He had a uh, he had a touchdown catch in the week one meeting between both of these teams. T. Higgins, seven catches for 60 yards in week nine. He has five-plus catches, 60-plus receiving yards in two of his past three. Three, Hayden Hurst had five catches and 46 receiving yards in the week one matchup as well. Trey Hendrickson has a sack of two of his past three against the Steelers. Uh, Von Bell has an interception two of his past three on the road. And Sam Hubbard aims for his third game in a row with at least one half sack. Folks, I think that'll do it uh, for me here on the Cheat Sheet Show. I think that just about covered all bases uh, again, thank you for supporting Steel City Underground. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Pittsburgh Steelers, once again, color rush game. Both of these teams featuring their fancy alternative jerseys. That uh, Once more, if you happen to miss this, you happen to fast forward through, maybe YouTube through an ad in the middle of this because you're not a premium subscriber. They do that to me even if I am a premium subscriber. But uh, I, that's out of my control, so don't come jumping in the comments about that. But it's a 425 kickoff Eastern time, and the game, once again, Hardly, hardly viewable just about anywhere as largely dominated by the Dallas-Minnesota game uh, across the country in the afternoon slate of games. So we'll see what ends up happening. We'll see if Micah Fitzpatrick really is a go. This just, wow. I just, I still can't believe that he, I just couldn't even imagine having surgery. And it's also been quoted as he asked if he could have had the surgery after the game last week. So he still could have played like hurt. Uh, that's, you know, hopefully that doesn't hurt your team. I admire, I admire the dedication though, to his craft. So that'll do it for me here, folks. Uh, by once again, my name's Joe Kuzma. And as we close out each and every one of these shows, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good. And we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website www.steelcityunderground.com